Hey guys, and welcome back to an all-new episode of Skydive. I'm your host, Skyliner Charling Staff. For those of you that have been here before, like I said, welcome back. And for those of you that this is your first time listening, I'm really happy to have you here. So recently, I've started a brand new segment, and we are just going to jump into this next portion. So sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy chapter one of my new book. Chapter One Lightning strikes as Arthur raises the sword from the stone and lifts it high into the sky. The words, the chosen one, are whispered in the thunderous storm. Raven I am awoken by school bells from my accidental snooze. The same dream of sorts occurs every time I close my eyes. If I'm going to have the same dream over and over again, can it at least be a scene from the notebook and not some medieval story? Slowly coming back into focus, I'm in Miss Lee's class. However, instead of discussing last night's reading assignment, she's discussing the unveiling. It happens on our 18th birthday. Legend has it, this is when we find our true calling. Crescent City is rumored to be filled with witches, fairies, and the mundane, and a few other creatures you read about in ancient lore. But there haven't been many luck unveilings in centuries. Maybe I shouldn't say that, or maybe I should. It depends on what you would perceive to be lucky. There haven't been any active genes in years. This is said to be because only a few now rare bloodlines continue to carry those genes. I barely have time to center myself before my best friend Elliot is nagging me to get it moving. We are both eager to get a start to our weekend. There's only one more period before we have our swim meet this afternoon, and then we are off to a packed weekend in the Redwoods to celebrate our birthdays. Elliot and I have been friends since we were in diapers. This is probably around the same time we both began swimming, too. Elliot prefers to play polo, but not me. I feel one with the water when swimming laps. There's something so peaceful about the way the water sounds when it's rushing past my ears. I hold the school record for speed, but the competitiveness isn't why I swim. I can't quite explain it, but it feels like I come alive as I submerge my body. Elliot would say he feels like this when he's winning a game. As we're walking to our next class, we can hear the whispers in the hallway. I wouldn't say that I'm the pretty girl, but I'm definitely above average. Even this I would only say because Elliot makes a point to let me know whenever anyone looks in my direction. And lately, it has been more often. I always tell Elliot it's not because of the way I look, but would it be so wrong if I sometimes hoped it was? Whether or not it's because of my looks or the fact that I'm the star of the swim team, I'll leave that to the imagination. However, today... The whispers are more hush-hush than usual and have me questioning whether or not I left my pants in my last class. Maybe it's about how important the swim meet this afternoon is. I try my best not to get too worked up before a swim meet. I don't like to get myself worked up and risk freaking out, so I put on a smiling face and try to drown them all out. Just as the tardy bell rings, I am making my way into my last class of the day. It's my study period. 
at this time in the school year, it's really just a gossip period. There are those that use it to catch up on missed homework assignments in a rush to ensure they get to graduate on time, but mostly we all just play on our phones. And if we're lucky, Mr. Hart lets us out early so he too can head home. Today we informed that we would not be getting out early. I was completely okay with this seeing as how I had to meet after school anyway. I put on my headphones and instantly began trying to prepare myself for the swim. My phone pings and it's a text from Allie. Hey, I don't want to freak you out or anything, but the entire school is talking about your swim meet today. What? How do you know this? Everyone has been talking about it all day. You're literally the talk of the school right now. All the girls are hoping you stay around for the summer to teach them techniques to get faster. They're just too afraid to ask. I guess this is me asking you for them? Maybe me just suggesting that you tell coach you would like to work for him over the summer to ensure our swim team keeps its winning record? My sister's hoping you do. I'll think about it. Let me get through today's meet first. Will you be coming? Of course, Hannah and I will both be there. She's a lifeguard on duty for the meet today. Awesome, looking forward to seeing you there. Heart emoji. Before I could distract myself anymore, I placed my phone on silent and continued listening to music for the last bit of class. I'm getting into position on my starting block, getting ready for the last portion of our final swim meet, the final eight. It's now or never. This is my last swim meet in high school and will be the beginning determining factor of my college swim career. As I'm edging towards the front of the starting block, waiting for the buzzard, it sounds, and I dive in, becoming one with the water, feeling stronger and faster than I've ever felt before. I reach the end as the first swimmer, and then nothing. Darkness is all I can see, and then a slight bit of shimmering light moving towards me. A beautiful light that feels nearly impossible to resist. I am tempted to swim or reach towards it. That's when I hear my name being called. A muffled sound at first, and then I am choking up water as our lifeguard Hannah is kneeling over me. From the look on her face and the fact that her suit and hair are drenched, I can tell she dove in after me and was the one conducting CPR. I've never been so embarrassed. I'm a really great swimmer. I know that I am. I just, I don't know what happened. I stare back into the water. There's nothing there. Where a minute ago I could have sworn there was something, but there's nothing. Instead of my usual ride home with Elliot, my mom insists on driving me home after the incident at the pool. She seems more stressed out than usual. I know what happened wasn't great, but it could have been a lot worse, and yet she's acting as if it's the end of the world. Knowing that I'll have to be up super early in the morning, as soon as we get to the house, I thank my mom for the ride home and tell her that I'm tired. I just want to shower, pack, and head to bed, if that's okay, I said to my mom as she's opening the door for us. She smiles faintly and says she'll bring dinner up when it's ready. Elliot. I'm still having issues comprehending how Raven nearly drowned at the pool today. It feels like just yesterday we learned that our home was in the water. Ever since we were little kids, you could always find Raven and I at the local pool or at the beach if our parents allowed. We stopped being allowed to go to the beach when Raven nearly got taken under by a wave. 
It was later in the afternoon and she swears that it wasn't the wave that took her out, that something had grabbed her. My parents looked concerned and looked at Miss Lay very questioningly. They looked even more baffled when she said, like what, a mermaid? And then she giggled as soon as the words left her mouth. She finished her statement shortly after. Relax, baby, they don't exist. It's okay to admit that the wave got the best of you. It is a lot bigger than you, sweetie. I would be worried that you had some type of super strength if you could stand up against it. She said this, hugging a crying seven-year-old Raven, trying to console her. You could tell Raven wanted to argue, but she didn't. She just let her mom hug her deeper. My parents looked like they believed Raven, though, and after that, they never took me back to that beach. I shake my head in an attempt to clear my mind of all thoughts. I place my hands on the wheel to focus attention on the drive home and what happened. I'm trying to concentrate on the drive, but all I can think about is how Raven stopped breathing. I know that she's been pushing herself. I know that she's been pushing herself, but I didn't think she was pushing this hard. I pull up the drive and notice my brother's obnoxious Jeep in the driveway. Almost instantly, great, I exclaim as I hit the steering wheel. I should have been paying way better attention because I definitely hit the horn. Before I was able to put the Jeep in park, my mother was coming out of the house with a concerned look on her face. You okay, sweetie? Yeah, mom, it was an accident. She doesn't look too convinced. She looks as if she's about to say something else, but before the words could leave her mouth, my brother was throwing his arms around her. Little bro, he yelled, a lot more excited than I would have ever imagined. Unable to contain my annoyment, my annoyance. Wyatt, what a pleasant surprise. What you doing here? I don't know whether to be upset or glad that Wyatt is here. Dad is so different when he's around. I guess you could say it's because he's actually present and not just the ghost of a person. It's always been clear to me that Elliot is dad's favorite son. He likes sports. He enjoys hunting, doesn't care much for the water. All these things he has in common with and can actually talk about with dad. It's not like I don't play sports. I play water sports and dad seems scared of the water. I wonder why that might be, I think longingly trapped in a moment before realizing I had dazed out again. Trying to think of a moment when dad ever got in the water. Wait, have I ever seen dad get in the water? Have I ever seen dad even near the water? Even on beach trips, dad never went towards the water. He looked at it as if it was the most dangerous thing in the world. I guess it is, depend on who you ask. We spent the rest of the evening discussing what Wyatt's been up to, how work has been, discussing upcoming plans for the weekend, and later down the line, birthday, and yet everyone failed to ask why he was really here. I didn't want to ruin the night, so I made a point to just nod and smile, adding words of encouragement when necessary. When the time felt right, I excused myself to go to sleep, knowing I was going to be waking up early to get our weekend birthday trip started. I found myself laying in bed staring up at the ceiling until I finally dozed off into a dreamless sleep. Hey guys, it's your host, Skyliner Charlingstaff. I just want to thank you for coming here, checking out my podcast, listening to this segment. I do hope you enjoyed this first chapter. 
I do know we had two other portions, but this is the official chapter one. I hope you liked it. I look forward to hearing your guys' feedback. Check in next time for chapter two. Thank mm-hmm. you.